What's up, guys? I'm Cindy Conte. And I'm Giandra LaBeouf. Welcome to another edition of the Best Women's Boxing Show, period. I can't stop laughing because I'm looking at the clip that I just dropped of Ebony Bridges and her kitty and her pussy. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> I want to laugh so loud. Ebony Bridges, salute to I her. I want to snore. <laughs> but anyways, um, usually we do a run it back special, but you know what? We're going to get right to it because we have this lovely lady, this champion. Uh, she's one of my favorite, favorite boxers. Uh, she's chiming in from London or UK right now, from Liverpool, I believe. Miss Natasha, Miss JB Jones. Okay, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Best Women's Boxing mm. Show, period. Uh, thank you for joining us. I know it's a little late. I know you're training for a fight because this is a good fight that you that was just announced against uh, DeCare. Let's just even talk about this. So the last time I just, I even said that I, the last time I interviewed you, it was during pandemic. You wanted to fight Katie Taylor. And then somehow you ended up get, getting the rematch. And then all of a sudden, fast forward, this was what, 2020? You're two, you, you became a world champion twice. In your division, I think it was 140, I believe, and then now 154. N Natasha, I'm so proud of you. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's all I'm going to oh, say. <laughs> I'm really proud of you because you kept saying, you even said that this was going to be a really tough challenge for, you know, for you to get back into world contention mode, especially losing to um, Katie Taylor. She's one of the best in boxing. She's pound for pound great. And now you're you're creating your legacy as a mother. You're a fighting mom. Uh, 154, you're fighting for, not undisputed, not just yet, but uh, you're fighting Marie DeCare. Definitely. What, what made you even go to 154, first of all? That's a big leap. Yeah, it is. It was. I think the... It, just the opportunity. Um, but when I changed over promotional companies from Matchroom to Boxer, um, one of the things that that was, you know, instrumental and in, uh, like I said, I wanted to be a world champion. And Ben was saying, "We'll, we'll do that for you." We didn't know how we were going to do it or like what was going to happen, but that was one of the things he said. We'll definitely make you a world champion. So when we looked at where to go, you know, Katie had the two fights with Serrano at the time. Yeah, Chantel was in a tournament. So that tied up all the, the the 140s. McCaskill, we didn't really know what she was doing, but she was, you know, there was talks of a fight and somebody saw McCaskill. So then I would never meet um the, the super featherweight again. I knew that. It was just it was just too hard. Um so then the other the only option was to go up further, which was one five four. And um when Ben said he could secure that fight, that, that was that was where it was going. He said like it's obviously a lot of a lot of weight to go up, but can you do it? And I was like, yeah, of course I can. Like, like I'll do it. Go ahead. Let's, let's do it. And then we done it. And then it was like, well, you know, when we looked around again for another fight, it was still the same situation. Katie was tied up. Chantal was tied up. McCaskill was tied up. So it was like, well, do you want to go for another belt at this rate? And I was like, yeah, go ahead. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. Wait, just to clarify, are you no longer with Matchroom and you're now with Boxer? I'm now with Boxer, yeah. Boxer and Sky. Boxers making some moves in yes, the women's division. Yes, they are. The big female, the big women's card that's coming up. They're yeah. heavily involved in. What has been the biggest difference with uh, working with them for you? Is it just the ability to make more fights, or how's the experience been since you've switched over to to boxer? I have literally no complaints on what a difference a year makes. I think I always like I've made no secret of saying that I felt a little bit undervalued at, at my room and. I felt a little bit um, 
like I was always in the away corner. I was never the home fighter. I was always there to be beat. Mm. I was, wow. I, you know, I was Terry's opponent because there was nobody else in the country to fight. And I genuinely believe that they thought I was a good name to have on air record. And obviously the way that fight turned out got me the Katie opportunity again. I was just put in the other corner to be beat. Um, and now what with, with Boxer, I feel like I'm supported. I feel like I'm valued and I feel like I'm the home fighter and everyone's putting stuff in 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 position for for me to be as as great an athlete as I can, and the, like that's that's all you ever want. It almost sounds like that they they treated you like a journey woman, just like you were just the fighter. If you can get past her, cool. If not, then whatever. But I'm glad that you found a new home because the boxer has been making moves. Uh, it's 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 great that you know there is. There are people in the UK making this happen because we want the women to fight the best. And sadly enough that women have to jump up in different weight classes. We're seeing McCaskill jumping or going down in weight to fight uh, Chantel Cameron for, for undisputed belts. And then you're going up in 154. It's very interesting because we just interviewed Cecilia Brekus. She's moving up into your division. She was supposed to fight Decare. Something mm -hmm. happened. Her fight got postponed. Now I know why. Now we know why. Because mm -hmm. you're fighting her for belts. And then the other person that has the, the IBF belt, I believe, because you're the WBC and the WBO, mm -hmm. the IBF champ is Terry. Oh, She's yeah. Yeah, that's it. She's in, oh, yeah, that's right. She just beat her. That was a <clears> sensational <throat> win. Now, you fought Terry Harper before in, uh, I call it back backyard boxing at um, Matchroom. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I think you, you did really well. And, and Terry Harper is just a beast. And now she's really filled out into her weight class because she got knocked out by Alicia Baumgartner. Literally mm -hmm. a, 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 uh, a stand-up knockout. I would love to see a rematch with you. I would love to see another rematch with Katie Taylor because of your weight. It's, it's just very different. What do you see Cecilia coming in? Because she was undisputed for a very, very, very long time. She was the queen of undisputed for, for women for so long. Yeah, I think when you talk about legacy fights and you talk about, you know, legacy uh, females that have made an impact on the sport, she's definitely up there. And she's definitely someone who I, I, I've, I've got in my visions. Um, that's, that's a super fight for us. Um, uh, she's a, obviously a huge name. She's a huge draw. Um, I respect everything that she's done. And she's been a great champion. Um, apart from the two defeats to McCaskill, no one's ever beat her. So um, she's definitely someone who's on my radar. And, and that's a fight I would be interested in. Um, but yeah, the, it gives me options. Belts give you options. People are a bit more willing to take the risk when you've got a belt than they was before. Because before, I was a lot of risk for no reward. Mm -hmm. And I struggled to get fights. And now people are willing to take that because you've got a, a world title. So, you know, options is what I wanted. Options is what I needed. And now I've got them. So I'm not complaining. Originally, the moving the moving up was to create options for yourself. But in your outings against Chris and against uh, Patricia, these were very, very dominant victories in a whole new weight class. Does that make you question that maybe I should have moved up a little bit sooner because this is clearly a comfortable weight class for you. Is this your new home or do you have aspirations of going back to your original weight class after, after the, the care fighter or, or any other fights that you are considering? I definitely want to go back down. Um, when that is just depends on the opportunities that are there. So yeah, I'm definitely yeah looking at the, 
the 147s, the 140s, you know, the 135s. I'm, I'm looking at all them weight divisions, but like I say, if there's fights to be made at other, at other, at other weights or at staying at this weight and getting more titles, then, then I'll do that as well. As someone who kind of lives and, and, and breathes within the sport, you know, we're observers for the most part on the outside looking in. You see it in the gyms. Are there women willing to come into these uh, higher weight classes? Because most of the, the most competitive divisions are the lower weight classes for women. Are you seeing anything out there to that suggests that maybe there are some new opportunities coming to these 140, 147, 154, 160 pound weight divisions or do you feel like you're going to be forced to stay within a higher weight class than you would like um no i think i think a couple of things will sort themselves out like i think mccaskill and cameron you know i think they're for cameron's 140 belt so mccaskill will still have hairs at 147 so you'll know the outcome of that and whether that's a one fight or a two fight or a rematch or whatever then that's kind of done by the by the summer and i probably I probably wouldn't be looking after this fight to fight until till next year, till next probably Easter around that time. So yeah, I think the the conclusions of some fights are, are already happened, and then you've got like you say, you've got the Brackhouses of the world. Who I think that's a, a brilliant fight, and, and and there's others. So yeah, if I want to go back down, I think there is opportunities now. So it's very smart that you did move up in weight because obviously now you've you've captured two belts and you are on to going to capture possibly another belt and the ring magazine belt is on the line. Oh, that's a good one. That's the coveted belt yeah, out of one. all of them. Yeah. Jessica McCaskill is undisputed at 147, so you can even vie for those. I can't. I personally can't see you moving up to 160. I. I mean, that's that's. That's heavier, but um, yeah, even wild. that's wild. <laughs> Was it hard for you to get to 154? I mean, you got to eat a little bit more. I think in them them camps, I've realised how much sometimes the weight cut takes out of you. Yeah. Um, I've never weighed in even close to 154. I think the, the heaviest I've weighed is one uh, 148, 149. I think so. I, I am like the the lower end of of the the 154 scale but um, it's not just the case of eating more and training less there's a lot of science that goes into it you know you know build yourself up and be able to contend and tussle and be strong against these women who potentially are going to get in the ring at 165 plus yeah well i was going to ask since you are you weigh at 154 on the dot do you stay at that weight after weigh-ins or do you because a lot of people end up gaining weight because it's their natural weight to go at least 10 pounds. That's not your natural, natural weight. Do you end up losing more weight by weigh-ins? I think um, I weighed in at one, 148 for the last fight. And um, I think I was 150 or, or 149 by the time I got in the ring. So I don't, don't really put on anything. Okay. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that? I don't think I've ever seen any fighter discuss the whole, just the mental aspect of going to a weight class outside your natural weight class in the aftermath of that. So you're naturally a smaller fighter. You're moving up in weight. How do you manage just your own fitness and health? Because it's not natural for you to walk around at, at 154. You're moving up for that opportunity. How does that affect you, just your your physicality, your own mental well-being, because you're so accustomed to being smaller? Yeah, I like I say, a lot of science goes into it. So um, I, I probably train for the last four or five weeks at the weight I'm going to be in the gym, and then I try and just maintain and sustain that weight. 
So you, it's not you, you know normally you you train to like lose weight, which it, it it is a bit different in fight week. Um, you're always uh, I, well, I always like sh- stressing, even though I know I'm going to m- make weight. Until you stand on them official scales, there's like you you still have that panic that you might not. So on a normal fight week, you you you're like you know you're still watching your weight and watching how what your intake of. But because I've been so light and because I know I'm not going to gain anything anyway because I'm so hydrated and, you know, fueled that all fight week I, I was, I'm worried about the fight and all I do is concentrate on the fight and what I'm going to do and how I'm going to start the first round and the combinations I'm going to throw. And that was probably more mentally draining, worrying about the, the fight than, than worrying about the weight because you only have really the Friday to the Saturday so, so like, okay, it's fight mode now. It's worried about the fight. But I'm doing that all week. What happens after that, though? Do you feel, does is it hard to shift your your mind back into, I naturally want to be smaller, but these cookies look really good and I need to make 154. <laughs> so how do you even manage that? Because so much of conditioning is women have to lose weight. Women need to be smaller especially as a boxer. So when it's all said and done and you've campaigned at a higher weight, how do you, do you put yourself back to where you normally weigh? Do you think maybe I need to maintain this weight on me and grow into it just in case another opportunity and I have to fight at this higher weight? How do you mitigate those types of weight? That weight is very challenging, particularly for women. Yeah, no, I like I don't really see myself as, you know, like a, a kind of fashion follower in that sense. I'm, I'm, I'm an athlete, and my body has to do what it it's designed for, in, in and its purpose, which is to to box. So, um, I do naturally walk around a little bit heavier now, um, but not. I wouldn't say extremely over what I was anyway. Um, I'm a lot heavier than I was at Super Feather, but it's it's it's. Um, I have grew into the weight and I stay at this weight because yeah, until I know that I'm going to move down, there doesn't seem doesn't seem to be any point to to diet and get down for for a fight when you have to potentially might have to put it back on. So you're losing size and mus- muscle muscle mass for nothing. So until I get the call to say I need to move down, that's when I that's when I'll start concentrate on the diet to bring the like a deficit in. You know, I want to ask you. You can be very. I'm going to be very frank. Do you lose your ass when you um, when you're going down? Do you have you gained some ass? <laughs> I'd, like to, I'd like to think so. Um, I definitely. I, I was looking at pictures for um, the the weighing before the Teddy Harbour fight about a couple of months ago, and I was like, I, I can't even believe that I made that weight. Like, I've got like pictures of me from the side, and I'm like, I just look like a head on a, a matchstick's body. <laughs> You know, you can draw them little matchstick men. It's just, it's just a head, a big head with this little tiny frame. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't like the way I look there. I like, I like being curvy. I like being womanly. It's, it's for me, it's, it's fine. I don't, obviously, I, I, I like to also look nice. So, yeah. um, so you walking yeah, past them? So now you walking past the mirror at 154, going, damn, I look thick. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, my 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 biggest tell is my thighs. So I always like. When I'm on the jogger or I, th- I look down at fires and think, yeah, yeah, I know what we're saying. Me. <laughs> Looking thick. Yeah if, yeah, if they start rubbing a certain way, I'm like, oh, they look good. <laughs> Not, oh, got to be running a little bit more then. 
And also, besides your boxer, you are, um, you, I love you on the mic. I love, love, love you on the mic as a pundit, a, a, a boxing correspondent, because I love it when uh, any promotion company or any, any TV puts an actual boxer that knows what they're talking about and say what's going on in the you ring. I, do you think that's going to be your end-all, be-all career after boxing is said and done? Uh, I'd like to think so, because all the big fights that you're not involved like, in on, on, on the fight day, that you'll be sitting in the front row with the best seats in the house talking <laughs> about other people and how good and bad the performances are. So, yeah. Um, and like you say, you're only talking about what you know. So, it's... Um, it is. It is. It, it's a great job. I have got a, a like a, a three year deal with Sky to oh. do that as well. Oh, congrats! Um, so, yeah, I'll be looking to to try and extend that at some point. Good for you. Um, but yeah, it's a good, it's a great platform, and obviously we've got a lot of fights, and we've got you know some of the top ranked shows on there as well. So it's it's great to be able to to do the the. Um, domestic as well as international fights. Natural? Do you feel natural when you're on the mic? Where I, I, It's new. It's something new and there's a lot of production and things that go on behind the scene when you work for a TV network. But were you nervous? What's the biggest difference between Natasha the fighter and Natasha the person who calls the fights or commentates on the fights? There's different roles within the commentary settings that, that are different. So um, sometimes I was doing the reaction stuff which is like you basically you're talking about the fight before and then you talk about it after and what you've just seen. Um, and then I've done the actual commentary where you sit sit there and talking about the fight as, as it's happened. And I think the biggest thing for that was like you're trying to say what you see and explain it to the, the general public watching and give them a bit of insight, but not too much information. But then also be respectful to the boxers and um, be honest. Like I, I, I can't, I don't like it when you, you you're watching a, a, a whatever, and then you you'll you'll it's just biased, and you know for the fact that the person's losing, and someone's saying the winning, you think, oh, they've got that score. So I try and be as honest as I can, but as respectful, and that's that's hard, and like to try and keep everybody happy is hard. So, but for for the way I, I well, I'd like to think that how I come across on screen is just be like, I, like I try and have fun with it, I, I be myself. Um, and like I say, I just, I just say what I see and try and be honest. And I think fans appreciate that. Um, and I get good feedback as well. So I think they, they appreciate that I'm honest. I know you like to be honest. And since uh, you are on the Best Women's Boxing Show, period, we're going to ask you about some fights and some of the female fights that you have seen or that will be happening. <laughs> it's all right. No one will know. We won't tell. We won't tell Except anyone. all the people who watch the show. We won't tell everyone. <laughs> all right. So we had the Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano. That was an incredible fight. Mm. Uh, you've fought Katie Taylor. Who Who did you honestly, honestly think won that fight? I'll be dead honest. After round six, I just didn't count. I didn't score it anymore because I, I'd lost. I'd lost it by round six when I thought like she was going to stop it. Yeah. I, I'd like kind of like it took over and then I just couldn't count it after that because so I was just like enthralled and then the last I think round nine or round ten was just it was just madness I, I, I don't know I can't I can't obviously I can't 100% say either way do you think secretly sometimes since you've lost to her twice do you think oh my god I just hope Amanda Serrano stops her like knocks her out just I mean not to be mean it's just it's an all it, it's it's you know it's in competition in, I, I I said before the fight to people that was asking me for m my opinion then that I think she's a big problem for Katie. I think, you know, a come forward, aggressive Southpaw mm -hmm. who's tough and can, uh, as a good body puncher, 
will be a problem and that's exactly what she was she was a big problem um and i, I did think she would nick it um and i, I kind of knew she wouldn't win on points and that's that i feel bad saying that but that's sometimes that's just the way it is and i kind of knew she would never win a point but i did think if anything that she could really hurt her and, and i was nearly through a fight she nearly proved me right Ah, and then let's just say, because I know Ebony Bridges, we just dropped her interview. That's why we're laughing so hard because she's a character. Very, you have to watch her interview on her. It's uh, you're imagine. going to laugh so hard. You'll cry. So she's fighting Shannon O'Connell, uh, another Australian. It's her mandatory. But eventually she's going to want the fight that has to be made is uh, Shannon Courtney somehow wins the belt. If that fight ever happens to come about for a rematch for those two, who wins? Uh, I think Bridges. I think Bridges was winning the first time, if I'm honest. It was only the last two rounds when, yeah, Shannon kind of uh, made that eye. Yeah. Um, and, and she capitalized on it, which, which she would do. Um, but I think, you know, comfortably Bridges was winning before that. Okay. And then McCaskill. With you, you're going to eventually have to step in the ring because you're going to want to vibe. Maybe go. Uh, 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 another division, two division, three division, who knows? Because uh, she holds all the belts. And we've heard what Ebony, we've heard of what a lot of fighters think of just Jessica McCaskill. She's very unconventional. She she does a lot of wild punches, but it works for her. It works for her. She's fighting Chantel Cameron for the Undisputed to be two division Undisputed. Who wins that fight? I think a lot of it depends on which Chantel turns up, if I'm honest. Um, Chantel is a bit like the like, without being disrespectful, the Joe Joyce of women's boxing. Mm. Her round one is the same as her round ten. Um, and it's very hard to compete with that fitness-wise for anybody, no matter how fit you think you are, mm -hmm. because she's, she's got a, her biggest asset is that she's got a good mm -hmm. engine. Um, so McCaskill has to be prepared for that. Saying that, I don't think the McCaskill that fought Katie Taylor is the same McCaskill that she is now. I think she's improved. I think she's got better. And being a champion gives you a different type of confidence. Um, so, yeah, uh, Chantel. Chantel wins, but it, it depends which Chantel turns up. McCaskill's going down. For, McCaskill's going down. She's going down for that fight. Going up and going down. Going down. You went up for your fights. She's going down. Does that make her more effective? Is it more draining? From the outside looking in, what do you think going down in weight does for McCaskill's skills? It's not a weight that she's not been at. So she's, you know, I think she, she did grow into the 147. But body types of, of, of women is, is a little bit different to the body types of men in, in that in the sense of if you look at, you know, Maya, Harper, me, Katie, Serrano, we're, we're all very similar. So to put on and lose weight isn't like, it's not like the, you know, Beefy Smith, Liam Smith fighting Callum Smith. Right. Because it's, it's different. We're not like, genetically we're different. So it's not a big difference, I don't think, for women to go up and down. It is as it is with the men's because physicality with the men's changes, but with the physicality with the women doesn't really. We're hoping we're going to get Clarissa Shields versus uh, Savannah yeah. Marshall. Now we can ask you because it's going to be happening. Do you think with the moment, I mean, you know, rest in paradise, Queen Elizabeth, do you think the outcome has changed of the time that, you know, it's a mind fuck? Yeah. I, I hope not. Because I, 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 I predicted before that Sav would win, I still think that. Um, but then there is a thing now of, of do you, how, how do you go about camp? Uh, because five weeks is a bit of a weird one. Do you go back and you, do you continue the camp that you've had, which is making, you know, 
a two two or three month camp now a three or four month camp which is a long time for a camp um or do you have a week off and then go back into the hard stages of camp because the last four weeks is like the hard bits mm. so then how do you combat that I, I, how that bit has been done will determine the fight but i still think it's the same outcome if i'm honest what's the outcome that you predicted I think South wins by knockout, but I do think Clarissa will be winning. And, and, and if it goes to points, Clarissa will win on points. But what would you do if that happened to you? Your fight was delayed for a month. Do you go immediately back to the most difficult part of camp and work from there? Or what type of a training arc would you put yourself through if that, or you and your team, if you had a, a month long delay like that? At 154. I probably would just have the week off and, and go and, you know, go back into the hard week of camp. But then if I was, you know, Michaela Meyer, who, you know, she's a big one three one thirty, like and I'm not saying that she struggles with the weight or anything, but like for her to have a week off is a lot of weight gained. So then it's all like taking the weight off and then going through that struggle again. So it, it depends who you are and, and how easy or hard the weight is for you and, and, and what you do. Um, I did speak to my um, SNC coach about what he would do if that was me, and he said I'd give you the week off and go back into the hard bit of camp. So that, but that's for me at one five four. Me at one thirty is different. It's really hard because they postpone the fight literally after the weigh-ins or during the weigh-ins or the day of the weigh-ins, yeah. and then they delayed the weigh-in. I think, and then it was the weigh-in yeah. was at twelve, then it was yeah, at one, and right. then it was called off at two. Yeah. So like, that that in itself mentally is like you've gone through a camp you're ready you move mentally physically emotionally and then to just get it all called off is, is like that was hard that's hard because you you know you've been through camp you've done camp you yeah put your, you put yourself in horrible places to be in camp mentally and physically and to, to know that it's all for no avail and you've got to do it all again it's yeah. just it's hard. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. Well, we always thought maybe uh, Michaela Mayer versus Alicia Baumgartner would steal the show, be the fight of the night. I agree. Uh, and I still agree because now they're not really talking mm. their shit on Twitter. They're really just focused in. They're zoned in. They've already talked all their shit before. Uh, who wins mm. that fight and how does it end? So I was 100% convinced. Again, like with the Chantal thing, it's about which Michaela Mayer turns up. Um but then when we was doing some of the the fight build up as part of the sky the sky team, there is like an air of confidence that it's hard to ignore with Barm Gardner. And you know, the only time we've been exposed to it is with, with, with the Harper fight here in Britain. So like she's got that same air, like that same confidence and that same okay, we'll see. Mm-hmm. And and when a boxer's got that, it's hard to ignore. She's got a presence when she's in the room. So where I was a hundred percent, oh yeah, it's Maya, it's it's Maya all day. And now I'm like, mm, maybe maybe she's got something that we just don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's got like she's gonna show something. But I still think I do still think you know the levels Maya's been at and the people she's fought, um, that Maya wins. But I'm not as sure as I was before. And now with the break as well, like I said, if if you are that person that struggles with weight or you know it's not an easy way to do, then that makes a difference. An extra five weeks and a week off and four weeks training makes a difference. So, that's interesting. 
That's interesting that you, you're going back because we've had her in studio and we've had her on Zoom and she does carry this presence. It's a very, uh, she commands. Super confident. Yeah, she's very, very she's confident. She's self-assured, very self-assured. Yeah, yeah and, and I love that. I mean, there's, I wish more fighters were like that. Mm -hmm. Like she's, like she oozes that out. But I did see <laughs> when she did have her face-to-face uh, -face with Michaela, the one thing that she was not supposed to do was curse and she did. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This guy is not allowing that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys aren't going to have them back on. I mean, can't you guys just delay it or put a little beep 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 beep? beep, beep, beep. beep. Oh, we'll, we'll have, they'll definitely have them back on. There's no way that they couldn't. Um, I know you have to. Yeah, we will. They'll obviously give them the same instructions. Um, but you know, I think <laughs> I don't think fight fans. If you're a true fight fan, that you're really bothered about that. But obviously, the network as a as a company is. But fight. If you're a you know a fight fan, you understand that heat of the moment and you know pressure and build up and you know just the release of your opponent being in your face that people are, you know tensions are running high and they might say things that they probably wouldn't normally but you know you know as a network I understand why 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 they say oh you know you can't have that but yeah I think fight fans understand. Okay, so boxer. You know, Boxer, the promotion company, just came out of nowhere. Like, everyone's like, who is this kid? Where did his money come from? Honestly, I don't care. He's putting on some really great fights. Ben Shalom. What is he doing different that Eddie Hearn, Frank Warren, uh, Oscar De La Hoya, all the promoters in the world, what is he doing different right now to bring all these women's fights to the forefront? I don't think he's... Like, trying to be different, but I, I think that he's just trying to make it work. Like he's trying, you know, he doesn't want to have them barriers up in the way that or, or like people do, you know, of different, you know, platforms and different promoters. And, you know, we're trying to just, he's trying to just work with everyone, which is a bit of fresh air because some, some of the best and biggest fights don't get made just because of people with different people or with different platforms. And it, it, it's, it's disappointing for the fans that, that want to see that fight. So, We've seen it now in the UK with AJ and um, Fury at the minute, like the back and forth on social media, and just the back and and yourselves with Crawford and and Spence. That you know it may never happen just because of all the complications of with you know. But and that, that's a, a a different thing with the women is that them fights are easier to make. Like mm -hmm. everyone wants to fight. Everyone once one one person became undisputed. Everyone was like, "Yeah, that's me. I want to be undisputed." One title now just isn't enough. Yeah, I mean, women. Every man that has been on the show, even trainers, they say women fight harder than the men because they they want to fight and they have something to prove. Men just you Found know, it in. yeah. The the men get mm -hmm. the fight. They're like, oh no. But women are craving to fight each other to have a place at the table. That's right. I think as a woman as well, like just from your own experience, you feel like you always need to achieve that little bit more to be even be put on par with a man. In the sense of like, you know, you have to win. I have to win two world titles for people to even consider me world level. Yeah, no, it's true. Mm -hmm. It's true. It's very true. If you're not jumping up in class in different weight classes, then you're not really evolving because you can't. Obviously, we've now we've seen it with you, with Terry Harper, with so, uh, Clarissa Shields. To be great, you have you have to really challenge yourself and start moving up to different weight classes or even down, mm -hmm. and that's hard. You have to dare. Okay, but also, you know, your main, main job is you are a mother. Mila, yeah. she's so cute, and I did see some of the buildup. Joe Gallagher sent me some of the stuff, and... Uh, 
And I've, and I, Giandra can attest to this, that when you have a baby, you think the world is over. You think your career is over. You're like, oh shit, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? And it, it all just works out. And you even quit the amateurs because you had the baby. And now look at you. It's uh, now you've, in, you've always had her in your training camps because she is part of your world. She is part of your job. How is that now being really, you've really embraced being a, a, a mom and, you're, I mean, your job just happens to be that you're a boxer. I remember there was a big fuss when I turned pro and everyone was like, oh, she's a, she's, she's a mum now and she's going to box. And I was like, well, my, diff, my job is, like, job aside, I'm just a working mum and everyone goes back to work. So mm -hmm. why just because I'm a boxer is that any different? And, like, it's, it's, I think there's just still stereotypes and stigmas around, you know, what what they expected of women to do and stuff and where you're expected to be. But it took me a long time to even accept it myself. But I don't think just because you have a baby that your own dreams have to stop. Um, you, you can still chase your dreams and be a mum. There's, 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 you know, no, no way that says you can't. And just because, yeah, I want to, you know, enlighten her and show her away and, you know, develop a, a, a good, positive little human. But she'll see that from me doing Chasing My Dreams. I don't, I don't ever want to, like... But for any mum out there, you, you always find your way. And, you know, when you have that, you'll know yourself when you have that, uh, your first child, it was like I was consumed by all the information that I, like, I didn't know whether I was doing it right or whether I was failing or whether I was, you know, and but you, you just you just find a way that works for you and works for yourself and, and works for the baby and your family. So I include her in everything because she is the world and she's part of the reason that I do it. But a big part of the reason that I do what I do is because I want to do it. Aww. Can your daughter box? Are you okay with that? Outside of just like phys physical fitness, can she compete and go through the amateur system? Would you be okay with that? I would be stupid, like discourage her from doing that because of all the things that boxing's give me and all the opportunities that boxing and doors that it's opened, you know, like I am, I'm a confident person, you know, uh, I work well within a team all by myself. I'm motivated, I'm driven, I work hard. You know, if you'd asked an employer, what, what would you want your, your employee to do? They'd probably say all them things. And, and not only that, but I've been given opportunities that I'd never thought I'd even, even get to, like being a part of the commentary team on Sky. Liverpool's not the, most affluent um, dialect, I don't think, in, in, in the UK. And, you know, to have a, a young black scouse girl on TV talking about boxing, you know, I didn't think I would be able to do that. You're the first black Scots person I've ever spoken to. I mean, I just enjoy just even listening to you. Yeah. For sure. For sure. How, how old is your daughter? She's six, going on 16. How much? How, well, tell me about it. That's mine. Mine's eighteen months, going on thirty. <laughs> so it's fine. Oh, nice. And mine you is almost nineteen and wants to be a baby again. So you know, oh, it's yeah. a, it's a full circle. How much? You spend, how, your, you spend your first part of your life as a woman trying to be older, and then the second part trying to be younger. Mm -hmm. Exactly. What kind of conversations did you are you having with her even at this age? Like, look, this is what I do for my job. I, it, I am not okay with people hitting you like on a playground or in a classroom or, you know, other kids or bullying or any of those types of things. Have you had to have any of those types of conversations with her yet? Um, no, not really. We, we have the conversation about my job, but to be honest, she's like the only time she's ever really acknowledged or 
what I did was when I went into a school and did like a, a, an, a an assembly with the whole school, and then people was like, "Oh my God, is that your mum? Is that your mum?" <laughs> like you know, brought me a little belt in. She the, the, the head teacher brought her to the front. Everyone's like, "Yeah, that's your mum. That's your." Mom. And then she was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, that's my mum." <laughs> but like like before that, she's not really interested. Considering I'm just mum, you know, I'm, I'm not anything special. She. I've got a sister who plays um, for the national soccer team for England. I know, and she absolutely, she absolutely adores Nikita. Like Nikita's her favorite person in the world. And, like, did like, she play? So, did she so play football? She had a little go. Um, she didn't. She didn't keep it up. But like every time she goes and watches Nikita, she's like, "Yeah, well, I want to go back to football." <laughs> but when I when I go, she's just like. I mean, sometimes we go to the, the like the soft play areas and like you know them little swinging things. She'd be like, "Mom, look." <laughs> And she'll hit it, but she's not really interested, if I'm honest. She likes to come in the gym. She thinks she's the boss when she's in the gym. You say she to her, Mila, who's the boss? She goes, Joe. And she goes, who's the second boss? And she goes, me. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. Well, I mean, credit to your sister. She did score 2-0 to zero against Austria. And getting you guys into the uh, world some, uh, next summer's World Cup. So congratulations. This is like sports royalty right here. Her Seriously. and her sister. My goodness, because she used to be, she used to play football. So before she boxed, that's awesome. I remember that story. And then something happened. I think you had surgery, or you tore something. You were in the states, I believe. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. You, you just happened to now be a, a world champion in boxing. So good for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Natasha, we can't wait to see you, Miss GB, get back in the ring uh, to take some more belts, collect some more belts, and hopefully get on the road to Undisputed to fight Terry Harper. That is going to be an ultimate showdown. Oh, that's interesting. Match him against a boxer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> tell, jo- tell Joe Gallagher we said hello. Uh, you guys tune in. Uh, is it on Sky Sports? It's going to be on ESPN Plus then here for us in the States, November 12th. She's fighting against Marie DeCare, um, presented by Boxer, and November 12th in Manchester. So make sure you guys get your tickets. Uh, Liverpool will be like, we'll be rooting for you. Um, this is, you know what? We love when, when the UKs fight each other. This is fun. Can y'all stop playing? Um, Sweet. Carol. Yeah. Sweet yeah. <laughs> it's, it's done and over with. Like, play some Pitbull or some shit or something. I don't know. <laughs> Do something they else. They play at the soccer games now, which is even worse. Which one? So, they, they put it, like, they play it at the soccer games now. So, Sweet Caroline, it's just like a, you play it at soccer. You play it at soccer. I hope Neil Diamond's getting some fat checks for this. No. Uh, Big no, time. I just never even how the, understand how that song even got synonymous with boxing, even to begin with. I don't know. I mean, nothing about need to that find song a different anthem. That. For sure. Like, get Tom Jones. It's not, it's not a usual world to be loved by everyone. Okay. Do, 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 do. I would duo. dance that. You see what a good little duo there. Oh, we uh, totally do. We share a brain. We do share a brain. <laughs> what are you going to, what, what's your song that you're going to walk out to? Why don't you do like Cuff It or something by Beyonce? Because <laughs> she's comfortable. Something. Do a mix of um, Emily Sandy, Extraordinary, extra, Extraordinary Being. And Beyonce Girls Run the World. Oh, they're me, yeah. Little, me Little Girls, two favorite songs. Oh, that's so cute. We run the world. We love run, that. Yeah. We run the world. Because we, we do. do. <laughs> See? <laughs> All right, <laughs> Natasha, thank you for joining us. I know you got to get back to bed because it is quite late for you because you are in training camp. Mm-hmm. Best of luck to you and in, in your world mm-hmm. title run. And uh, any last thoughts for you, Jay? Best of luck to you. Con- congratulations on achieving championships, doing it in a, a way 
not within the weight class you started, but in the weight class you moved up. That's quite a feat, and uh, it's very admirable. Congratulations to you. I love it. The the women are creating their journeys and make and winning world titles their way. That's right. That's what I yeah. love. Listen, we always knew how good we was. We just needed the world to see it. Mm, I love that. Well, you know what? Boxer got a great gift, and now we're gonna. You get to share your gift with the world. Uh, good luck to you. Nice one. Thank you. Thank you, Tasha. She's so sweet. I love interviewing her. I know. I know. Talented. And just this stage of her career, becoming a champion. And that's awesome. It gives me, it makes me feel inspired as someone over 40. Yeah. You know, it's really funny that when she said that when she was signed with Matchroom, she felt undervalued. We need to bring back a, a guest of a previous guest of ours who's mentioned some similar things Jamie too. Mitchell that's correct on that one yeah Jamie Mitchell um yeah she we even talked about Ebony and I talked about it that she has been saying it on Twitter Jamie that she needs a fight even Ebony said she should have had a mandatory anything and that's one of her man uh she that's uh she's a unified they have to fight each other I don't understand what y'all doing over there Eddie Hearn. Yeah, that's fascinating because everyone says earn with her and earn with her. He's got all the girls over there, but they're all leaving. So something is there's a disconnect somewhere. And Mr. Hearn, if you'd like to join us here at the Best Women's Boxing Show, period, period. we would like to know what is happening over at Matchroom and. Uh, we want to know. We want to know. We want the tea. Yeah, tea. We'll we'll spill it. We drink it. We tell it. Okay, well, uh, that's it for us today. This was so fun being back home in our original studio. Sticky. And Travis is our engineer today. Hi, everyone. I know. And we did it again. Reunited. And it feels so good. Ooh, yeah. (laughs) Yes, yes. It's been quite a a karaoke up in here. It has been, yeah. So, again, um, I'm Cynthia Conte. And I'm Giandra LaBeouf. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Best Women's Boxing Show, period. See you guys at the fights. Bye, guys.